all salespeople. I'm calling all salespeople. Get prepared for a slim, long-headed brother with skills. Wearing a tailored suit, polished shoes, and gold watch. Last seen in Atlanta, boarding a plane, on his way to do another training. Sales pros, tighten up. Good morning, sales pros. Tamar Jameson here again with another episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. We are going and chugging along. Summer is in full bloom. Customers are buying. People are getting excited. You're making money. Everything is great. If you've been following me for a little while, you know that some episodes I talk specifically to sales professionals and salespeople. And then there are other episodes when I talk directly to business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, managers, supervisors, and things of that nature. Today, I want to talk a little bit to both segments, and if there's something that is specific to one segment or the other, then I'll make sure to kind of differentiate that so you can follow along with me, but I really want to talk about how sales is not for everyone, okay? So let me go ahead and preface it and talk about how I want to differentiate it and how I want those two segments of the population, how I want you to listen to it if you're a salesperson, and then how I want you to listen to it if you own a business or you're a manager. So if you're a salesperson, I want you to take what I'm about to talk about as sales not being for everyone on some of the things that you should not be doing, some of the mentalities that you should not have, and then also some of the things that if you are looking to change careers and go to another company, sell another product, that the manager may be looking at when they're hiring you. On the flip side, for managers, leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, for those of you who are in a leadership position, I want to talk to you from the perspective of what to watch out for in salespeople if they have or do not have these traits, because it could be a detriment to your company, to your brand, and to your future. All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the most important thing that a salesperson must have. And if you don't have this, it's very hard to be a sales professional and it's hard to be successful in sales. And that's personality. All right. First and foremost, personality is the number one trait that you have to have in sales. And of course, I'm speaking from a sales trainer position. So for the past 20 years, I've been around salespeople. I've been a salesperson. I've been hiring, firing, training, leading, developing salespeople. And throughout that tenure, I've noticed one of the things that you really can't teach, and that's personality. All right. When you have somebody who is very drab and dry and boring, that translates to the customer and they don't have any kind of enthusiasm. They are just mundane. They're boring. They're routine. I'll give an example of what I'm talking about. And I can say this uh, specifically because I know people like this and I was kind of one of these, but you look at somebody who's kind of analytical. You look at somebody mathematical, somebody who typically are in the space of uh, engineering. They're in the space of science things of that nature where they are really math and uh, science-centered. The reason most of the times that it's hard for those type of people to be in sales and to succeed in sales is because they're very analytical and they're very black and white. When you are really into math and the absoluteness of math, one plus one always equals two. And no matter how you slice it, no matter what language you're in, no matter what country you're in, the mathematical formula stays the same. In sales, one plus one may equal six, all right? There's so many gray areas in sales. Customers aren't going to absolutely do what you ask them to do. They're not going to respond the way you, you say. The math is not absolute. We always talk about that sales is a numbers game, but those numbers aren't absolute, okay? So somebody who 
does not have a personality and can't adjust, they have a hard time understanding that you do have to adjust, all right? That sometimes you have to be real high, sometimes you have to be low, sometimes you have to talk fast, sometimes you have to, when you're mirroring the customer, you have to follow along and they sometimes have a challenge with the inability for things to be black and white, okay? So the first thing that I want you guys to understand is if you do not have a personality or if you're trying to hire someone, managers, all right, you're trying to hire somebody, you're sitting across the table from them and you're asking them questions and they are drab, they have no personality, they're just boring, sales is not the profession for them, okay? Don't think that you can teach somebody how to be personable, how to connect with the clients, how to be exciting, Okay, excitement, you can change a little bit, all right? But if they just don't have a personality, they have to have that in order to be successful. Now, I want to be clear, that does not mean that they can't sell, okay? But we're talking about sales professionalism. We're talking about the people who first and foremost set themselves apart, okay? When you set yourself apart, you are showing the client that you're totally different than what they expected, all right? If you're very drab and boring and have no personality, then you're doing nothing to wow the customer right from the beginning. And it's going to be an uphill battle all the way through the transaction trying to get them to say yes. All right. So first piece of advice to salespeople as well as to managers, stay away from people who have no personality because the skill part can be taught. All right. If you have a good personality, I don't care what your background is. If you are bubbly, if you're excited, you love people, you okay talking to people, you're really enjoying life. Sales skills can be taught. Now, may not be taught overnight. You may not be a sales professional within the next two years or three years, but there's a much greater chance that you will be a sales professional in two or three years if you have a good personality. The top trainees that I've ever run across and the people who have been the most successful in my career have had a real good personality, first and foremost. The rest of it can be taught, okay? So don't want to beat that dead horse, but I want you guys to understand the importance of having a good personality and how that translates into sales, okay? The second thing that you want to watch out for is what is referred to in the industry as a customer advocate, okay? Now, a customer advocate is somebody who will do more for the customer than they will do for themselves and or the company that they work for. What that means is they may advise the customer to do something that will cause that client to not say yes because they feel like they're telling the customer, uh, giving them the information, that they're telling them things that help them make a decision, that they are the expert even though they're not, but that they are really trying to get the customer to weigh all their options and understand all the choices that they have in front of them. And then at the end of the day, they may even tell the customer that now is not a good time to buy. Now is not a good time to purchase. And in essence, I'm not a good guy or I'm not the best person for you to buy it from. Now, you guys may be wondering, okay, well, who does that? All right. I'm going to tell you an example. and give you an example. And this is mainly for you managers. All right. This is an example of an interview that I had with a potential salesperson a couple years ago, sitting down with him, me and one of the other managers at the time. We were talking to this individual and we asked him a question about budget and what he would do with a client who he thought could not really afford the product that we were selling. Okay. To wrap it up in a nutshell, he basically told us 
that he would tell the client that they can't afford it and he would recommend that they not buy it. Yes, you heard me correctly. He sat there and was interviewing for a job to be a salesperson and told us that even though he gets paid commission to sell a product, he would tell the client if he thought they couldn't afford that product that they should not buy it. It's not in their best interest to buy that product. Okay. Now, I get what he was trying to say. All right. What he was trying to do is look out for the client. He was trying to be a good person. But at the end of the day, your job is not to make that decision for the client. Your job is to show them how your offering is going to make their lives better. And if they decide to overextend themselves and pay more than they should pay, then that's their decision. All right. I'm not saying to rip anybody off. Please don't get me wrong and think that I'm saying, all right, we'll try to put everybody in a position where they are so bad off that they have buyer's remorse and then the, whatever you sell, it gets repoed or now they can't feed their family. But what I'm saying is you have to give them options. You have to be the professional. You have to lead them to a decision that they make for themselves. And once they make that decision, then it's up to you to consummate the transaction, build your relationship and continue from there. OK, so watch out for customer advocacy. If you are a salesperson and you feel yourself doing that, sales may not be the profession for you. Managers, if you have somebody on your team like that, I would recommend that you coach them as much as possible and you probably are going to have to get rid of them sooner than later. All right. I have yet to see somebody that I can remember off the top of my head who went from a customer advocate to a sales professional. Now, keep in mind, throughout this podcast, we are talking about being a sales professional. I'm not talking about just getting by as a salesperson. I'm not talking about making sales. I'm not talking about generating an income. I'm talking about being an actual professional. So the customer advocate is not a professional because they are only taking care of one side of the equation, that's the customer, and they're missing two major sides of the equation, which is themselves and the company, okay? The third, press, third person that I want to uh, kind of bring to your attention and give you some highlights about is someone that I refer to as the presenter, okay? Kind of similar to the customer advocate, but this is somebody who is well-versed in product knowledge, all right? They know everything inside and out about the product. They know it from front to back. They know the competition. You ask them any technical question. You ask them how it works. You ask them uh, anything you can ask them, and they know it inside and out. The challenge with that person, and a lot of times they line up with the customer advocate, is that they know so much, they think just by giving the client a lot of information that the product or service will, guess what? You heard it before, sell itself, right? You've heard people say, oh, it'll sell itself. Well, that thing is so great, it'll just sell itself. So the presenter has that mentality in their mind that, you know what, this product is so great and I love it so much that it's going to sell itself. So all I have to do is take my energy and flow it through the customer, give them all the information that I have, and they're not going to have any choice but to say yes. The problem with that person and the problem with that philosophy is that the presenter usually sucks at closing. All right. They don't do any trial closes. They don't ask the customer how to do they want to buy it, when they want to buy it, how they want to buy it. They cannot overcome an objection. They're almost scared to ask the client to buy this offering. OK, so watch out for that presenter. If you're that person, salespeople, if you're the one who finds yourself having a hard time asking the customer to buy, but you know the product inside and out, I'm going to give you three words that will help you 
transition from being a sales amateur to a sales pro, and that's ratcheted up, okay? The problem with presenters is a lot of times they feel like, you know what, I don't want to push people. I don't want to make them make a decision that they don't feel comfortable making. So I'm just going to give them the information and let them stew on it, okay? But what happens is if they just take it and they don't want to be over the top, right? They don't want to be pushy, but they just need to ratchet up their energy level, ratchet up their intensity just a little bit, just enough where they are asking the customer to buy the offering, okay? So if you're that person and you find yourself not asking the customer to buy, just start asking them. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be a professional overnight and you're going to be taking care and overcoming all their objections, but what you'll be able to do is just start asking one closing question if you're not, all right? And then once you get comfortable with that and the customer gives you an objection, then you'll start asking two closing questions. Then you'll start doing trial closes. I have seen people who are presenters go from sales amateurs to sales professionals, but going back to the personality, they had the personality that would complement them being able to ratchet it up, okay? So watch out for that person, the presenter, all right? This one is a tough one. The next one I'm going to bring up to you is a tough one because this is the typical salesperson, and from a customer perspective, this is the person who epitomizes what the negative stereotype of sales is, but from a management and company perspective, a lot of times this person makes you a lot of money, okay? And that's the liar, all right? Now, I'm not talking about the person who um, maybe doesn't know the answer to the question about the product, and they kind of wing it, and they say, ah, well, you know, I think it does this, or they just shoot, they just answer too fast and it's the wrong question. I'm talking about the deliberate liar who is trying to take advantage of the customer. Customer says, does it do A? And they say, yes, knowing full well that the product does B, okay? Now, that person is usually the shark. He's the dog. He or she is the person on uh, the sales team who runs over everybody else, who a lot of people don't like, you know, because they actually um, will skate you on a deal, all right, that's the person who they succeed in their mind because they're producing. And sometimes the fallacy with some companies is this person is a professional because they're producing. Professionalism and production are not tied hand in hand. Just because you're a professional doesn't mean you're going to produce. And just because you produce doesn't mean you're a professional. Okay, so if you come across somebody, managers, if you come across somebody who is a habitual, intentional liar, you've got a problem. Okay, because if we're talking about sales professionalism and we're talking about setting up the next sale, this person, I'll give you a trigger when you know you have that person, they are not good setting up the next sale. We talked about in last week's episode transactional selling versus relationship selling. This person is typically a transactional seller. They could care less if the customer comes back. They could care less if the customer sends them a referral. They want to get that sale. They want to make as much money as they can, and then they want the next one, okay? So watch out for that liar because that is a, a trick kind of in sales, all right? That's the one that can get you in trouble because, you know, if your sales are down, you're a manager and you got that person and they're producing and they're making a lot of money, but you know you always have to follow up with their customers. You're always getting calls, complaints that you have to deal with. That's that liar, okay? So that's a, that's a tough one, all right? 
And then kind of coinciding with the liar, and this is the last one that I'm going to talk about, is somebody who only sells for the money, all right? That's their only motivation. Again, we're talking about being a sales professional, and we all do this for the money, okay? But that is not the only reason we do this. And if you have somebody on your team or if you're a salesperson who only sells for the money, you're not going to be a sales professional because just like the liar, you're going to be more based on the transaction than building a relationship and having that customer come back to you time and time again. The funny part about making money with a client and having them pay you a pretty good commission, they're usually your best customers. They're usually the ones who will refer you as much business as possible and send you as many clients as possible. They will come back to you as often as they can, but we typically don't think about that when we're selling, all right? We don't garnish that relationship, garner that relationship with that person, and all we think about is the money. If we just focus on the client, they will pay us the money, not just today, but they will continue to pay us the money, okay? So this one is especially dangerous for business owners, okay? Because if you have somebody who's selling for you, the managers included, if you have somebody who's selling for you and all they care about is the money, then your customers are being slighted, right? That's going to cost you money down the road because you're going to constantly be chasing deals. You're constantly going to be chasing the next client. You're constantly going to be figuring out, okay, why aren't my customers coming back? Or why are they leaving me? Or why aren't they referring business to me? Or why aren't they doing this? And why aren't they doing that? Okay. The reason they're not doing that is because they can sense when the salesperson in front of them doesn't care about them, but only cares about the money. Okay, so stay away from the salesperson. And again, going back to if you're interviewing, all right, you interview somebody and you're asking them for their motivation. And the only thing they can think of, and I've heard this 100 times in sales, why do you want to get in sales? Because I heard you can make a lot of money in sales. Okay, that's the blanket answer that people who don't have another answer. That's what they say. I heard you can make a lot of money in sales or I like the product. You hear that a lot. I like cars. I like houses. I like boats, whatever the case is. All right. But that person who only cares about the money, they have nothing else that motivates them. And there's a fine line with that. OK, but typically what happens is because they're not motivated by anything else, or at least they're not telling you they're motivated by anything else. There's nothing else that keeps them going because when they're not making money, there's nothing else that they can fall back on. They can't fall back on a relationship that they like with the clients. They can't fall back on the high that they get from the customer saying yes all they can fall back on is I'm not making money right now. I'm stressed out. And then they can become the liar. Okay. See how that just worked? They're thinking about the money. They're getting pressed. They're really feeling the pressure. You're on them. You know, their wife's on them. Your kids are on them. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? And they're like, I just got to go sell something. Now they become the liar because they just need to sell something. Okay. So that's today's episode, guys. I just wanted to talk about why sales is not for everyone. Some of the things that you can watch out for both internally within your teammates, people that work with you within your organization, and then specifically for people in leadership positions, starting at the interview. These are things you need to start looking for right from the beginning. When you are interviewing somebody, you need to figure out if they have any of these qualities. And if they do, then don't hire them. I mean, there is plenty of people out there with real good personalities that can become a sales professional if you train them and lead them to do so. Perfect example, 
this is kind of old school, but you're out and about, you meet a good waiter, you meet a good bartender who already has a good personality, they already have the fortitude to know how to sell. It's up to you to get them to understand your product and your company so that they can sell what you have. Because right now, they're selling themselves when they're going to the table or they're selling drinks or they're selling an experience, okay? So all you got to do is have them translate and pivot from selling what they're selling now, even though they may not know they're selling, to selling what you have to offer, okay? So thank you again for another week, another 20 minutes or so. I know we're starting to stretch it a little bit more, but things are happening now where I just want to share a little bit more with you guys as they come across uh, my psyche and, and the things that I get to see while I'm training people, as I'm talking to people, as I get questions and things like that. I want to make it beneficial and I want it so that you guys can listen to these episodes over and over again and say, okay, let me focus on this and I can go out there and I can make some extra money today. All right. So thank you again for another episode. Spend a little time with me today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go out there, make some money, connect with your customers, business owners, interview the right people. And I want you always to remember that the best way for you to get what you want is by giving others what they want. 